You're listening to Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. So we're going to chat a little bit about addictions today, and maybe a different view than you've seen before, or maybe not, I don't know, but it's certainly, uh, we've met people, both of us, through all these years that we have worked with people, and um, and we found different messages from people about addictions, things that people don't really think of as addictions. What what do you say about that? Yes, I think when somebody's sick and they're taking prescription medication, for example, it's not in the forefront of their mind that I could get addicted to taking this. It's just that they need to get over whatever illness they are, so they're taking this. Um, I, I have a story, though, <laughs> about I met this woman who, um, when I told her that my doctor had prescribed Ambien to me, a sleeping pill. And I said, you know, but I don't want to take them because they're highly addictive. And she said, oh, my goodness, no, they're not. I've been taking them for 20 years. (laughs) So, yes, they're totally addictive. Um, And yet, you know, if it's a medication, if you've got flu, if you've got something and you're given a prescription drug, it's to help you over something. Sadly, some people get addicted to them. And that's when we have the problem with addictions. That's true. And at the same time, everything fits into the place correctly, doesn't it? Yeah. In a sense. I mean, it's, it's why we've got this, this show on addictions is because we want to offer a different viewpoint on addictions. Yes. Um, so let, let's start off on cigarettes. I know that you were a smoker. <laughs> Tell me what it, how it made you feel when oh. you... So, okay, so... I started smoking uh, when I was 18. I was away from home. I was studying at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. I was starving. My parents didn't give give me enough allowance to live on. So somebody said to me, oh, just have a cigarette every time you're hungry. And that's how I started to smoke. And I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't realize I was addicted to cigarettes because I just love them. And um, 20 years later, when my sister dies of breast cancer, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should give this up. And it was not easy to give it up. It was not easy. So what I had to do was I, I saw the tobacco industry giving their talk in front of the Senate subcommittee, and they were all lying. And I thought, I'm supporting these people by smoking? So that's actually, I did it overnight. I stopped smoking overnight. Wow. Yeah. That's and that's a, such an unusual thing, because usually it takes... And I loved smoking. I had a client uh, who had been smoking since she was 12. Mm. And not only was she smoking during the day, but she was also smoking at night. She couldn't get by a night without waking up a couple of times to have yeah. at least a piece of a cigarette. Yeah. So um, one of the things I suggested to her was not to not to fight it at all, but to embrace it. To really take the cigarette and not try to think, oh my God, why am I doing this? I'm doing such a stupid thing. I know all this, this the research and that. It was just yeah. to really enjoy it completely. Yes. And, uh, and wherever she did it, to enjoy it completely and not judge it. And, you know, it took her about 
Not quite a year, but she stopped and she never smoked again. That's so similar to what we would do when we led uh, vision quests Hmm. out into the wilderness for five days. And so talking to the people who were on it, no, you can't just light up a cigarette. We're out in the wilderness. You could roll some tobacco, pray on it, think about it while you're rolling the natural tobacco. Um, that's one of the things that I would always encourage is the natural tobacco, not the chemicals that are put in tobacco. So roll your own, pray on it, um, so that it's a you're you're doing it on purpose. It isn't just an automatic response. Yeah, the doing it on purpose, I think, is I think is the huge key for people because the more we think it's wrong the more we start to beat ourselves up about it. But she just, uh, even she would, she worked at Kmart, and she would just stand out there with the other girls, or she would try to go out on her own even, and just totally in, enjoy the cigarette, make it almost, a, you know, just a, an incredible meditation. But I know Master Hung, who taught me Qigong, he, he, I asked him, why do you smoke? Because he would do some sessions, and he's a wonderful healer, and he would rush out and take a cigarette and it just I thought this is so funny you know for a qigong master to be running out and smoking (laughs) and so I asked him one day and he said it's because in China I had to see so many hundred people hundreds of people in a day in the hospitals and I it was very hard for me to do the work I do I need to be in balance and be able to access the place of peace you know the stillness but I couldn't do it when I'd seen a bunch of people, I would lose it. So what I'd do is I'd run out and I'd take a few puffs and I would get that stillness and that calmness back. And that's why he said he smoked. So it's interesting to me. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good learning there. What that carries me over to, however, is the question mark about uh, being addicted to alcohol or drugs. Where, what would you say to people then? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this cocaine in ceremony. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, we don't want to encourage or people alcohol. To, no, I know. But the thing is that if people are going to do it, mm-hmm. and we don't want to encourage them to do it, of course, um, because they can get valid help for that as well in different forms. But the the thing is, if you're going to do it and you're not going to stop it, then do it consciously, yes. I would say. But um, if we're thinking of why it happens, it happens initially because an imbalance of frequencies in the body. Yeah. And so what that every element in the in nature has a frequency and the body has a frequency. It's like a guitar. So if if one of the strings are off pitch and we take a particular element in, it will retune it. But slowly, like that girl did, uh, she slowly learned how to retune her own guitar without the substance. Yes. Um, and again, you know, we don't want to encourage people to take substances, go get help. But yeah. but this is an, an addition to doing that. If I was at the desk working and the phone rang, it took me away from what I was doing to pick up the phone, I'd light a cigarette. If I was taking a bath, fine, I don't smoke in the bathtub, but I get out of the bath. Oh, I put a towel around myself, what do I do? I light a cigarette, because I'm now shifting into something else. So I realized 
what I was doing was using the cigarette as the shift between things. Mm, that's interesting. So I, I could fill in those times of when I'd naturally go for a cigarette with doing something else, did purposefully. You also, did you also reach for cigarettes when you were stressed or when things were difficult? Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. I smoked in the car, I smoked in the bathroom, I smoked in the bedroom, I smoked in the living room. Really. And yet, when California especially became so conscious about how we live in the Ojai, for example, in February of 19, I believe it was 89, where it was forbidden to smoke in Ojai unless you were in your car. You couldn't park, you couldn't go into the park, you couldn't go into a store, you couldn't smoke in a restaurant. And I remember thinking, oh, how great is this? And I was a smoker at the time. I thought, how great is this? You know, as as long as they don't tell me I can't smoke in my own home. So somewhere along the line, I knew I was really meant to give up smoking. <laughs> and you got the impetus by seeing the... Oh, when I they said, oh, well, there's nothing in our tobacco that hurts anyone. I thought, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm not supporting you. I'm not supporting this. And and I actually, part of my investment had been in Philip Morris, and I took it out. And Philip Morris is everywhere, mm. you know. But no, I, I wanted to live a life where I support things I believe in and that are healthy and good and good for others as well as for me. That's so cool. And I want to add something because I'm not... Um, holier than thou. Um, <laughs> so it's 22 years since I've had a cigarette. And just the other evening, I found myself turning to my right and reaching for something. I thought, what, what's that? What am, what am I doing? And I realized I was <laughs> reaching for a cigarette. So it's still somewhere in me, but I'm not smoking. <laughs> well, but it's still in you somehow as a... As a soother, right? As something that would soothe you? I guess. I I never disliked it. Mm -hmm. I never disliked it. It kind of, when I was at drama school, it kind of fed me when I was starving. Well, you know, I think one of the important things is not to demonize any of the addictions. It's like, uh, certainly go get help, and then this can be an add-on, the things that we've been talking about today, but it's like if we demonize any of the addictions or any of the substances, then we lose. Lose, exactly. I think what it's best maybe to focus on when we are divesting ourselves from our addictions is the freedom that comes. Mm. Because an addiction is destroying the freedom uh, you know, each one of us has. If we're addicted to something, we have an, it, it's, it, it takes, takes away, us over. It takes us over. And so it controls us in some way. And yet at the same time, it benefits us at the time until we don't. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to cats. <laughs> and then again, cats own me, I think. <laughs> Our pets own us. They, animals own us. That's animals cool. own us. Exactly. <laughs> So in the end, 
addictions are just a way that we're trying to find to balance ourselves. Now, what happens is we may find that it balances ourselves for a few minutes or a, or a minute, and then it creates a huge imbalance. So we want to explore for ourselves what we can do without demonizing whatever it is that we feel we're addicted to, what we can do to help to rebalance the whole. Because when we rebalance the whole of the body, when we get help and guidance to be able to know how to do that, we can just realize that this was just something we were using to try to find a wholeness, to try to find a completeness uh, within ourselves. Because that, in the end, is the driving factor for everything we do, even if we don't know it. So we've been talking about addictions here on Earth Tribe Radio.